coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Don Mueller. This is Barbara Godmuller, and I am talking to Harold W. Becker. We've been having such a good conversation. I thought, I don't want to waste all of our time, you know, just waste. That's not the right word. But take our time to really get to know each other. And I'm learning so much about this Harold W. Becker. Do you know that in 2000, when we were so panicked, were we going to have computers? Were we going to be able to survive this changing of the guard from 1900s to 2000? We were all panicked, not Harold. Harold started the Love Foundation. The Love Foundation, and he today is the president of the Love Foundation. It's a global love group that allows us to love unconditionally. Every May 1st, and it's coming up to May 1st, he celebrates Global Love Day. And I hope that you will be able to join us every year because I'm going to have him as a regular. And next year, I'm going to get him on much earlier so that he could be on May 1st. Welcome, Harold. A pleasure to be with you, Barbara. Thank you for having me. Harold is not only the founder of Global Love Day, he's an author. His book um, is called, what is your book? Why don't you tell me what the name of your book is? First one was Internal Power, Seven Doorways to Self-Discovery. The second one, Unconditional Love, An Unlimited Way of Being. And the third one is Unconditional Love is. And then there's several other little, I call them the bathroom books of, you know, where you go and meditate on the ideas of unconditional love. There's a bit of a theme here on unconditional love I'm noticing. Uh, but essentially. Yeah. Tell me about that, unconditional love. You know, my theory is that love not only makes you feel good, makes you feel glad you were born, but it also is kind of like a youth pill. All my friends who have fallen in love in their, um, let's just say late 60s, like some of us, not you, Harold, me. And if you fall in love, it just gives you feeling a good feeling. But I don't take that to the grocery store. So how can I have unconditional love as I walk this planet? Well, it's very interesting unfolding journey for me because I, I come out of a, a family where I was free to pick and choose really what I wanted to pursue in life or how I wanted to believe. So I really didn't have a, a, a religious overlay or, or a focus specifically. I mean, we grew up Lutheran, but through my uh, budding youth as I was going full-time through school and also working full-time kind of in some business and career and banking, I was also going to school and I was noticing kind of the difference between theory and, and what was really happening. And somewhere in that process, I, I came to a point where I just realized I needed to be, I was doing everything right, but I wasn't happy. So I embarked on a journey that said, okay, I'm going to set everything that I've done aside and I'm going to go find out what that means. And in that exploration, just a whole bunch of different avenues opened up for me. And I remember one specific book, um, Religions of Man, for example, and I'd never really looked at religions, obviously around us all the time. Uh, I picked up this book and I went through it and it did a brilliant job of covering all the basic religions, the major five ones and then some of the sub-religions that are not as well known. And once I was done with the book, I thought, well, this is really interesting. Everything that I read, there was always a master teacher or master teaching of love 
And then everything else that came out as a religion really just came from the human aspect of trying to come back to that, that basic understanding. So when I put the book down, I thought, well, if every major teaching that has been around for eons, millennia, has been around love, why aren't we focusing on love? So that little light bulb in me said, I'm going to go figure what this means to me. And one of the things that I realized almost immediately was the basic purveyance of love as we know it. We use the word all the time in all kinds of ways. I love my house. I love my spouse. I love my career. You know, I love this, that, and the other. But it's kind of almost like a throw-off word. But when you add unconditional to the unconditional love phrase, it starts to take on a very different meaning. And it was like the only reference we have out there is God, who, depending on how you view creators, create a source, source within, whatever, um, it was always then a kind of externalized. Only God could love unconditionally. Or, and I always thought this is kind of funny, man's best friend, our dog, can love us unconditionally, but apparently nobody else. So God or dog, God, G-O-D or D-O-G, you know, we, we get the unconditional love and it made no practical sense. And I think this appealed to my, my rational side that says, there's got to be an understanding here. And once I started to look into it, I realized that love itself is a way of being. It really is beyond any kind of description. We can't prove it. We know when we experience it, it's very tangible. And yet it's, in, or shall we say, invisible in that sense. So really love, as we come to understand it more deeply, is a way of being. Well, if you add an unconditional, no conditions, no limits, to me, the definition I derived already back in the early 90s was unconditional love is an unlimited way of being. In other words, if we can be in this present moment and realize that all things are possible, that we're creating our reality, and that we're actually the source of love in any one moment, it's in this moment right now where I'm physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually connected where love resides. So if I'm here in this moment and I'm present, this is where love is. It's not something outside of me. It's actually something inside of me. And if I'm aware of it, I can then share it. And wow. that became the basis of a very practical, pragmatic understanding that I've been sharing now for three decades just because I think people have no sense of what it really is and they're so busy running around outside, never realizing that it's right there inside them. Global Love Day, May 1st. It, I, I have, I go back to my algebra. Love equals peace. That's how I feel. When you love, you bring peace with you wherever you go. We are, you are listening to Peace Podcasts and Peace Podcast is dedicated to peace, healthy living, and happiness. And if you were to diagram all three of those, and you would go to the root of the cause of happiness, healthy living, and peace, what would you find, Harold? I would say you'd find love. <laughs> In fact, the idea for me is that when we're peaceful, that's how we tune into love. And when we're loving, that's how we are peaceful. So they're really just a, a natural symbiotic intertwined yin-yang kind of experience because one gets the other. And it's funny because a lot of people historically have looked at peace as a very quiet, quiescent kind of energy who are in, from my perspective, peace is extraordinarily dynamic because when you're peaceful, you're embodying the full potential of your power of love. So peace and love are total reflections or, or intertwinings of each other. And that's why one begets the other, begets the other, begets the other. It's like a, a, a wonderful circle, a circle of love. 
um, you were talking about Pathways to Peace earlier and the foundation of Global Love Day. And I realized how many years I have believed that love was the answer. Love is the answer to so many of our world problems. I can talk about the, the elder in Peru, and she said, if I were running the world, I would run it with love and a strong hand. That doesn't mean that people can get away with things. It means that we would love to all be healthy, happy, and as I said, peaceful. And so talk a little bit about um, Global Love Day. I know you have three books, and I can hardly wait. I don't think I have your book, um, Seven Doorways to Self-Discovery. That's fascinating. Do you think that as you have uncovered this love approach to life, that you've discovered more about yourself? Absolutely. That's what actually began this, this journey. And boy, I never intended to do any of the things that I'm doing. Back in the 80s, when I thought I'd be continuously banker, have these, you know, this, the natural stable career. And I went off in completely different directions. Internal power, love, is our internal power. But I wrote the first book from the premise of the various things that I was looking at. And the very first doorway is choice. And up until that moment where I started to unfold, these awarenesses, I wasn't choice. I, you know, we all talk about how on the plan of freedom and free, all these types of things, but we really don't understand that a true freedom the way we think and feel. So the first choice is to be aware of my thoughts and feelings. And by being able to be aware of it, I can make changes. So I can choose a different thought and a different feeling. That was the cornerstone. And in that particular book, it goes through positive thinking, creativity, variety of other doorways that you can go and explore. But the last doorway was a double doorway and it was unconditional love. So already in that beginning premise, I was understanding that unconditional love is a choice. So I can, first and foremost, and this is the more interesting aspect we don't always talk about. First and foremost, where does it begin? Loving self. Because if we don't, we... People don't realize that we are with ourselves from birth to death. And if we're not going to be our own best friend, we're never going to be best friend to anybody. So why not make ourselves our own best friend? Why not love ourselves? And that was kind of the beginning notion that I started to recognize myself. And I started to go ahead and do things that I wouldn't have necessarily done because I was self-critical or I would create limits. And I was quite the introvert. You wouldn't believe it these days, but back in the day, I was quite an introvert. And, and now it's not even by being an extrovert. I'm just me and I'm present. So that's what this all kind of unfolded into, in this idea that love is something that we can embody. It's how we empower ourselves. When we empower ourselves and we see the love inside ourselves, that's how we begin to recognize the love is possible and present in other people, even if they're not aware of it. And that's how we begin to make real positive change in our lives and in our communities and in our nations. Because until we acknowledge ourself and the other, we will not get anywhere. Because so long as we create ourselves as separate, we are diabolically opposed to each other. Whereas when you come from a place of love, if I love myself enough, I'm going to look at other people from the eyes of love. Is it always easy? Not necessarily. Because there are moments where there are things that happen in life you just have a reaction to. But my my foundation, and interestingly enough, you know, 10 years after I started this, we started the Love Foundation. My foundation is love. I start with a basis of love so I can always return to love. I start with a basis of I love myself unconditionally. So my basis point is I, something place I can always come back to. So if I do veer off, I know where to go back to. 
and because I'm not then always seeking outside myself, I'm coming back to myself. So I have learned to be my own best friend. And of course, as a result, it's so much easier to walk in this world being an example of love because I realize where it's coming from. I'm not looking for somebody else to give it to me. I have it within. So then it's my joy and my responsibility what to do with it. There's me, two sure. things that um, I, I was, I'm watching you that I love. I love your smile and I love your joy. It seems like when you are unconditionally in love with yourself, that that joy is a contagious kind of a way of being, that people want to be with you. Um, they, they look forward to being with you. But also, I think I was going to go back to something Jack Canfield said in a seminar, Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul Fellow. He said, you have to love yourself first. And that's where everything begins. And he said, I don't know if I love myself. So I would look in the mirror and say, I love you. <laughs> and then well, he, we've all done that. <laughs> yeah. And he would just say, I love you. And then I remember him saying that um, one day he after about a week of this, he ran downstairs to his wife and said, honey, I have a crush on myself. And so that's kind of where you have to begin. Love yourself. You're going to be silly. You're going to be happy. You're going to be sad. You're going to have things that aren't perfect. Bernie Siegel, my dearest friend, wrote me the other day and he said, life is up and down, up and down. But when you love your life, you can handle anything. You just have to sit and be calm with it. I think that's where you discovered your love foundation you said you weren't happy at the bank you needed to step aside and get quiet and you did your research and then all of a sudden you realized what you were doing is looking for love and you started the love foundation am i right in a way i mean it was a process over a decade of writing the first books which by the way bernie siegel actually endorsed my very first book back in 1993 so we're, we're good friends with bernie too um uh, i'll tell and, him you said hey <laughs> and energetically um it was an evolution. The Love Foundation sprang out as a way for us to grow what we were sharing in a way that for people that couldn't afford or something, we could create another avenue to, to present um, the material. But in fact, you know, it was also an extension of kind of going from what we had been doing. It, it really is, people don't understand that it sounds selfish when we talk about just be happy and just because, you know, if you're not coming from that space, it's oftentimes difficult but it's actually the most selfless act because if we can be selfish enough to love ourselves and really tune into ourselves only from that place, can we create real effective compassion and real effective joy and really inspire people. I mean, we, we can't get sick enough to help a sick person. We can't get hungry enough to, to feed a person. We have to come from a place of empowerment. And it's kind of my realization over all these many years that what we're lacking is love on the and in through that love is self-empowerment and through self-empowerment, which is why we do Global Love Day, is it's a consciousness shift because when you come from love, when you realize love is the answer, the problems disappear because you start coming from the point of solution. And most people, and I too, have been much of my life and there's still times where we become problem focused. Well, you cannot solve the problem at the level it's created. So you have to go to a level that is higher than that, bigger than that, broader than that. And for me, when I get quiet and I tune into love, when I become love, that's when the solutions show up. And they, they, much of my last 30 years have been just that kind of tuned in, going directions I never would have gone had I just followed the logical path. Wow. So I've done very daring, you know, others would say daring things, 
But in fact, all I was really doing was following my own inner guidance, my own inner insight, my own inner love, and saying, well, why can't we do this? What would happen if we tried this? And as you see now, Global Update, 17 years later, 700 proclamations from governors, mayors, and councils throughout the United States and Canada and beyond, even His Holiness the Dalai Lama. I mean, it's like, that's not what I set out specifically to do, but as a course of the journey, these are the things that have appeared in my life. I hope as you listen to Harold W. Becker, W-E-C-K-E-R, um, I really want you to realize that this man has the potential to get you into your love, get you into your love. If you're not sure, listen, where's your, what is your website? Why don't you tell us that so they can go find it? The Love Foundation, which is our nonprofit, is thelovefoundation.com. Thelovefoundation.com, okay. And then also internalinsights.com. Okay. And, and I see it right here, www.internalinsights.com. Great. Um, Harold is um, a person who didn't just fall in love. He searched for it. He searched for the answer to bring happiness to himself. And I know we're all searchers. I think that's why we were born. They say that when we're born, we're born out of love and we're born perfect, but then we're deprogrammed throughout the years. So it's a little bit of a struggle sometime to get back to love. Have you found that to be the case? It's really why I embarked on doing this, because when I started to find all these very practical, pragmatic, useful understandings, I looked out in the world and I didn't find any real basis of understanding that I could read from somebody to guide me. So I just started to put it together and I started, I mean, beautiful things. Bernie Siegel's work, beautiful. John Bradshaw's work, inner child work was beautiful, but they were all separate fragmented focuses. And mm -hmm. I said, well, we've got to pull up all together because it's only when you see the whole picture together or a bigger picture, do things start to make sense. So that became the reason why I started to embark on sharing just practical insights. So anything I share, for example, it's something I've practiced myself. I would not share it unless I've done it myself and, and live it. So for me, it's like, this is 24 seven. This is who I am. This is what I am. This is who I'm becoming. And I am becoming, it's always a journey of becoming. There's no, no beginning, no end. But what I'm doing is I'm expanding my consciousness and every day affords new opportunities to realize, oh, there's a limitation, or there's a judgment, there's a criticism. But it's like, because I come from this basis of love, I'm like, okay, I acknowledge you, and now I let you go. That's not how I choose to see the world, back to choice. And it takes work, and work isn't quite the right word either. It takes diligent um, self-awareness. However, that said, and that sounds for many people like an overwhelming, no, you know, that sounds hard work. It's actually much harder, in my estimation, to live in fear, live in doubt, live in worry, live in guilt, live in shame, live in all these obnoxious separatist views. Well, it makes you, you sick, too. Yes, absolutely. Brings in dis -ease. You haven't even been to a doctor in how many years, did you say? 30. Here you go. Look at this healthy fellow. You know, and you know, I think love is good for your skin, too. And I just, if you love, I, that's what our purpose is. I'm reading a book called... Um, Living with joy. And I think this is you living with love. So now it's like you live with it. And it allows you to have that personal power that everybody said, what's going on with you? Why are you looking so good today? Well, it's because I love myself and I love you. And you know, I say that to people on the end of a phone call. I say, I love you. 
and they now they're starting to say it back in yep. the beginning it was like thank you they didn't know how to respond yep. to love and so i have to practice love 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 and i just love the beatles songs all their songs about love i think they really got it and yeah. i think harold also has gotten it <laughs> you, you are so lucky to be listening to harold w beckard b-e-c-k-e-r his website that i love the most is the lovefoundation.com now harold is uh, celebrating the 20th anniversary of love foundation and he is going to celebrate it on may 1st but to me that's just the day when he started it to me love is every day um, now there are times and I go with my pain. If I'm in pain, I'll just go right down there and handle it. But then I bounce back. There's a resilience factor that you get equipped with when you love. There's a resilience. You can say, I got that. I can move on or I can stay here or I can settle this or I can work with this, but it gives you options. I'll just tell you a quick story because love saved my husband's life, love and happiness. Cause he was upstairs in the, as a French resistor during the, when the Nazis came to arrest him and he said, here I am 18 years old and the Germans are here to arrest me. I must be something. And he said, what could I do that the Germans would never expect? And this is from his book. Most of all, they taught me happiness. I could be in love with myself and happy because when I am, I can think. So he put his cigarette at that time. He was smoking. I put a cigarette in his mouth, combed his hair on the other side. And he walked right down to the Germans who were shaking his secretary. And he said, what's going on in this house? And she said, oh, they're looking for Louis Potterson, which was his assumed name. And she, he said, oh, I saw him on the fourth floor. The Germans walked upstairs and he walked out to freedom to live 88 years working 40 years for the United Nations. Now, I love the United Nations as we are celebrating its 75th anniversary this year, Harold. So I just put that in because I think love is the foundation for the United Nations. Love is a foundation for those 75 years praying that peace is possible. And you know my algebra, peace and love equal each other. And Global Love Day, the, the vision with Global Love Day, we're celebrating our humanity. The whole idea is we're all in it together. We're all here. We all laugh. We all cry. We all share our joy. We all have our own down moments. And if we can come back to that just timeless universal truth and see that recognition of each other no matter what shape size color whatever we come in then we're connecting with love and that's how the universe truly operates nature knows it the solar system knows it the cosmos knows it why we humans have forgotten it i don't know but that's why individuals like you and i are that saying, is well, so profound global love day celebrating humanity that is just so beautiful. Did I leave a word out? No, celebrating our humanity. And well, the other part of the phrase, love begins with me. It's a global love day, celebrating our humanity and love begins with me. If that's not a mantra that we should put on a t-shirt, you have t-shirts? You have t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I want two. Um, um, we have Harold Becker here, a visionary, a person. In fact, I was talking to my the visioneers and they want to, I, they asked me to nominate you to become a visioneer. Um, you would be up there with Robert Mueller and Douglas Roach and some Olympians. May I do that? 
Absolutely. I appreciate well, it. Thank you. I'm going to call it. Ultimately a fellow human. So however you're well, The visionaries to... believe that if we have a central portal that we can all go to, if we want to look for anything and we have some mentors like yourself that will give us the ways to bring that peace, healthy living and happiness, then we can do that. Well, I just want to thank you again, Harold, for giving me this time for being a visionary and for realizing that love really is the way. It is always has been, always will be. And for me, that was, it was, it ended the pursuit of looking outside myself and it began the joy of the adventure of being on this planet. Wow. I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller. There's not much I can say after that. That is just the most beautiful statement. Global Love Day is May 1st, but I want every day to be your Global Love mm -hmm. Day, bringing humanity into what we think is going to be the solution to many of our problems today, that love that we all need. You know, we're, we're at a point now in this COVID-19 when we have some time. This is time for you to maybe talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors about how you love them. And um, I hope we have a new normal after this COVID-19. Dare I say, even maybe talk to ourselves is the beginning point. That's beautiful. Thank you, Harold, for being on today. It's I'm Barbara Kahn. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller thanking you. Watch this program with some friends. Have them tune in to Peace Podcast. All of you watch it at the same time from your sheltered home or from wherever you are. And have a conversation about how can you bring more love into your life, more love into your family, and more love on planet Earth. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye for now. Mm -hmm.